Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of the Can't Sports Podcast, presented by Brushfire Barbecue Company. I'm sports director Robbie Leonio, alongside basketball color analyst Leonard Moody. We're talking the Pac-12 championship game, your Pac-12 champions, the Arizona Wildcats, defeating the USC Trojans' final score, 75-61. to 61. Uh, We talked about keys of the game. Leonard, can you tell me what... Uh, we saw in this game that you took out of it. Well, Arizona definitely executed the keys to the game, and some of the main keys were to definitely keep an eye on Jonah Matthews, who was an outstanding three-point shooter, and always have a body attached to him and make sure that he wasn't getting any easy looks. And Arizona did an outstanding job of that, making him go one for six from the three-point line and holding him to 11 points. He he got going a little bit in the first half. And uh, in the second half, Arizona was able to make some adjustments and really, really uh, get him frustrated and, and make sure that they always had a defender on him. Um, another thing was that uh, limiting Chismethi Methu, uh opportunities was going to be key in this game. And Arizona could not have done a better job in doing that. Uh, they they executed that game plan uh, perfectly tonight, holding him to only seven points and even getting him in foul trouble, which was a huge, huge key to this game. The other key was to limit McLaughlin's uh, dribble penetration and, and his ability to make others around him better. And Arizona, they... You know, McLaughlin has a, had a decent game with 12 points and 9 assists, but the other two keys uh, were executed quite well, and that resulted in an Arizona victory, as well as uh, DeAndre Ayton playing like an absolute animal tonight, putting on quite the performance. I mean, it was really, really special to watch here in T-Mobile Arena. And DeAndre Ayton uh, really came out, seemed like it was something to prove, and he learned after that first game here in this tournament when he only had 10 points and 6 rebounds. And he had a huge bounce back in both games. Uh, this one having 32 points and 18 rebounds. That's insane for, you know, for a freshman player to be doing that well. Uh, I, had, I had people texting me during our play-by-play broadcast. They're like, hey, man, like that DeAndre Ayton kid is stupid good. And I'm like, yeah, thanks for telling me. I already knew that. Um, <laughs> But not. To, but one thing that became interesting is uh, going into the half, Arizona was down, I believe I was, by about three points. And, you know, things were like, okay, you know, this might be a really interesting game. And you look, you look at the turnover numbers. And, and if you look at the final turnover numbers, for example, Arizona had double the amount of turnovers as USC, and that's why USC was able to keep it close for the most part. And you mentioned that's... When Metsu got into foul trouble, that's when Arizona finally broke away. But it's those turnovers really helped USC stay together, and I really think that I mean, like, that's something Arizona's got to got to work on moving forward. Yeah, for sure, they have a tendency to sometimes get sloppy with the basketball, um, and that I think is Arizona's biggest downfall uh, besides their defense, which is actually really picked up in this tournament. Um, that that's kind of the last. Uh, misstep that Arizona has to fix is those turnovers, but they were able to regain uh, their focus and their control uh, in large part because they were able to slow down and uh, get back into their sets of giving Aiden the ball and then really playing through him and, and realizing that they have a special talent like that, so there is no need to rush, but 
Arizona definitely uh, will want to take a look at some of their turnovers and limit them going forward as they play some uh, better opponents, uh, hopefully for in, in their sake, in the national championship tournament. Let's briefly go through what the uh, other news that came out. I'm not going to say news that happened as the uh, final came out is uh, they released the uh, Pac-12 All-Tournament Team as, on, uh, as well as the Most Outstanding Player throughout the Pac-12 Tournament. So they had, they had, the All-Tournament Team uh, had about six players on there, and that is UCLA guard Aaron Holiday, to no surprise. Um, I'm pretty sure you can comment on uh, Aaron Holiday. You've always been uh, a advocate of how well he plays. So you can, if you want to make any comment on that before we move on to the uh, the rest of it. But well, well, Aaron Holiday is a, a tremendous point guard who who really knows how to control the pace of a game. Uh, it's really something to watch. Um, the way that he's able to, you know, put his stamp on it because he plays both sides of the floor. He's an outstanding scorer. He knows how to get his teammates involved and always makes sure that everybody is in the right spot and the, they are playing the way that they want to play. And, and, and they really limit their turnovers in, in large part because of Aaron Holiday and what he's able to do on the floor. And, you know, once he gets the ball rolling, he can really go against any point guard in the country, and he's, and he's really hard to stop. And now the rest of them, actually, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the list here, and... They're all players with between Arizona, UCLA, and USC. So the other players are UCLA center Thomas Walsh, USC guard Jonah Matthews, USC guard Jordan McLaughlin, Arizona forward DeAndre Ayton, and Arizona forward Dusan Ristic. Do you agree with those six players total altogether as a all-tournament team for the Pac-12 tournament? I would definitely, I would definitely have to agree. All, all six players. Uh, came to the tournament and played extremely well, and, and put their teams in positions to really, to really get the job done. Um, DeAndre Ayton was, I think, the best out of that group. That's why he got most outstanding player of this tournament. Uh, it was just simply uh, amazing to see the way that he was able to perform, and he just gets better and better as the year goes on, and. And it's interesting to see. I, I keep bringing that point up, but you know, I, I think that he really got better because he learned in this tournament. Um, again, to to not get down on yourself and to believe uh, in your abilities. And you know, after having ten point six rebounds, you come out and then you have games uh, with thirty points and over fifteen rebounds. I mean, that is something that I don't remember the last time seeing, and I don't know if it's ever really been done before. Now. I'm looking at some of the other stats that Arizona had in this tournament. I'm just like, I'm just kind of looking through um, and just overall just kind of like trying to process everything, you know. Arizona being champions, you have to process everything. Look at, all, look at things in all different directions here. And I'm actually looking at the stats again, and I'm seeing a lot more rebounds. They took advantage of all those rebounds. And, of course, that's why, you know, DeAndre Ayton got 18 for himself. 42 total rebounds, though. For Arizona, yeah, Arizona was definitely a monster on the glass, and I think besides the play of Aiden was really one of the the bigger keys in which uh, that led to the win. And in the first half, Arizona was struggling on the offensive end a little bit, and those rebounds really, really kept them in the game. 
Um, they were even down 33-30 to 30 at halftime, and we saw them really pounding the glass and making sure that they were going to get those second-chance opportunities. And it made sense, too. Um, well, I would say not really made sense, but it's interesting to think about, uh, especially since early in the season, defense and rebounds and everything like that, that was one of Arizona's biggest problems throughout the entire season. And then all of a sudden, in this tournament, you, we talk to the players every single day. Why, like, like what, was, what was your, what do you guys think are, was your favorite part or your best part of this game? And I think it was unanimous, basically. Everyone we talked to, they said defense. We had the best defense all season long. We've never played defense like this before. And, yeah, I mean, of course, we can all see that. And the fact that they acknowledge the fact that, yeah, our defense has been phenomenal this tournament, it really goes to show that, you know, they're really, will they're really willing to put up that effort in a tournament setting. Absolutely. And like we said, if there's any holes in Arizona, um, you know, it was going to be their defense because we know that their offense is there. We always talk about it in Trier and Aiden um, and, and Parker those kind of offensive skill sets, you, you know that the offense is going to be there. Um, but defense um, is really going to be key going into this tournament. And they've, as the year gone along, really uh, started to patch that up. And so uh, it's, it's great to see if you're an Arizona fan, you're, you're excited about that fact because you're starting to look at some other things and you're, and you're really looking for, well, what now, now what is this team missing? And, and I don't really see too many weak spots. I mean, if this team is able to go out and, and really limit their turnovers, uh, they can, they can, they're a Final Four team. And so, in my opinion. And so I, I, I do think that that is the biggest thing that Arizona has left to improve on is their turnovers because at times they still do get sloppy with that basketball. But definitely the, the rebounding and the defense has improved so uh, vastly over the course of this season. Now let's take a flashback to uh, partway through the second half. You know, Arizona's you know, starting to break away a little bit. They're getting their momentum. But then where the biggest momentum comes, two back-to-back slam dunks, one from Raleigh Alkins and one from DeAndre Ayton. Uh, you and I were both ecstatic as we were calling it on play-by-play. But uh, now that we're after the game, you know, our emotions are kind of a little bit down from the you know, live action. What can you say about, you know, those two plays and, you know, kind of how they went and uh, broke down? Well, first of all, both dunks were ridiculous. And that's why you, you did hear us get so excited because it was really something to watch, especially the dunk by Raleigh Hawkins. I mean, DeAndre's is a little bit more of a display of athleticism and just jumping high and just it was – it was ridiculous to see a man that big jump that high and throw it down that hard. But Raleigh, that was he did all those things, but on somebody, and looked at him after and yelled. So it was, you know. But besides the excitement, it gave Arizona really uh, an advantage in the game because momentum is such a key part of basketball, and basketball is such a game of runs and energy that four points can really be. 10 points, and that's what it seemed like. After those plays, um, you could tell USC was not discouraged a little bit, but they, they knew mo- the momentum was shifted. And the entire arena uh, propelled Arizona in the McHale North after those two plays uh, to the victory. Now, Arizona now is their 
Uh, they just won their third in championship game in four years. Uh, we mentioned this a little bit, you know, of a chance of this being being the case uh, in our last episode of the podcast. But now they actually have the championship, their third championship in four years. Um, what do you think, and maybe like of how they might ride that momentum going into the NCAA tournament? Because Selection Sunday is tomorrow. Well, this momentum is is huge, especially after it being their third. I mean, Arizona is feeling extremely confident right now. Uh, this team beat some very, very good competition in UCLA and USC, and I think that it has prepared them because, as we were talking about before, they've really started to patch up uh, their main weakness their main weaknesses, excuse me, um, in the defense uh, areas and as well as the offensive rebounds. And we saw that so greatly in the overtime game when they held UCLA scoreless. I mean, you're able to do that against anybody, as I said, but a, a power offense like UCLA, that is something that you definitely want to feel confident about. And the offensive rebounds, we saw it here tonight. I mean, a 42 to 19 advantage in total rebounds and uh on the offensive glass 13 rebounds to five you know that you really cannot get much better than that and so Arizona I think this tournament was a great um a learning process and helped Arizona really improve on their weaknesses now I think one of the biggest things we could say is uh with selection Sunday tomorrow um there's a lot of, you know, still speculation on where their seating is going to be and where it's going to, like, and, you know, where what the region there might be. But with the win, one can almost assume that Arizona essentially locked up their position in the West region, which will essentially get them a spot going through San Diego and to Los Angeles. You know, both real drivable distances for Tucson fans and... Obviously, we can see that's the case here at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. It was, it was Mikhail Super North up here, and you even heard Dusan Richards say about that. He says he, it felt like it was Mikhail Center. Um, what do you think that kind of impact? If you know, if Arizona can, you know, clinch their road through San Diego into Los Angeles, assuming they, you know, they continue that run um, for the fans and you know for that atmosphere for the Wildcats. Well. The fans have shown that in recent years and, and, and really in this tournament that distance is not a problem, and, and they will go to great lengths to support their team. And, and once they go those great lengths and they are in that arena, with how many fans there are, especially with the energy that Arizona fans have, it's a tremendous advantage um, when Arizona plays their opponent. Like we saw here today talking on those plays, on those highlights, it gives you so much energy. Uh, let it, I mean, when those kind of plays happen, and and when you have your home crowd here as well, and it, and uh, your students, your student section, and it feels like you're at home. I mean, it's it's almost unfair what what it's able to do uh, to Arizona's opponents. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that their fans will travel and travel well as they have done in in recent years. I don't think it should be any different, especially with the chances that this basketball team has this year. All right, so Leonard, it's been a long week, uh, a good several days. We've been here in Las Vegas 
since Wednesday, and you saw a lot of basketball action. I got to ask you, what was your favorite moment of this weekend and uh, this tournament going? Uh... My favorite moment, wow. Well, judging by if you were listening to uh, our play-by-play, you could tell it was the dunk that Raleigh had. It's really hard for me to, to go against that. I mean, that moment was was really special to be in because I think that play was going to be shown for, for years to come. Yeah, and I mean, after, in the post-game locker room session, you talked to him, and he's like, what did you think of the SC Top 10? He already asked, he's like, did it make it? <laughs> I mean, yes, in the sense, in the sense that it's, it, should, it definitely should be. And I think, that I totally agree with you. That was probably one of the most phenomenal plays we've seen. And of course, we talked about it earlier, so we don't need to go too much back in depth of it. But yeah, I gotta agree with you. That was phenomenal. I think there's nothing really else can top that. Anyways, I think on that note, we can go ahead and wrap up this episode of the Can't Sports Podcast, presented by Brushfire Barbecue Company. That's not really it for us, though. It is, although your Arizona Wildcats are Pac-12 tournament champions, we still have a lot of work to do as well here on Camp Sports. Be sure to tune in once again tomorrow after the Selection Sunday show for the NCAA tournament, and we will provide you a breakdown of the bracket here on the Camp Sports Podcast. So be sure to come back, and we'll let you know what's going on. Once again, thanks, everybody, for listening this week. I'm Rob Leonio alongside Leonard Moody. We'll see you guys all tomorrow.